My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Darth Maul in Phantom Menace, Clone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best. May the force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is David. My name is James. I'm Craig Four. And my name is Alexis. And this is where we talk all things Star Wars. And I'm trying not to laugh if you're watching us on YouTube. Thank you very much. Leave a comment. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Yeah, so there's a lot to unpack. Hey, David. Oh, no, you did not. (laughs) So, yeah, I attended the superhero car show and Comic-Con. It happened. I attended all four days. And I was just telling everyone before we started recording, I'm exhausted. It was a lot. But I was able to get in as press. Look at you. So, yeah, got in there. It was a very, very pleasant fan experience due to these press badges. I got to park in a special parking lot. I got to sit at the front of every panel. I got access to places that I probably shouldn't have been given access to. The women's room? (laughs) all except for one spot i think and i'm not quite sure if that one spot that was revealed actually existed because as someone told me on the floor if there's no photo or video of it it didn't exist so i don't know but i'll talk about that a little bit later so like i said i attended the thomas j henry superhero car show and comic-con and those were the top talent of course you mcgregor simu lu dave batista Haley atwell Giancarlo Esposito, of course, Stephen Amell, and Hulk Hogan. I think I saw Hulk Hogan the, the the maybe the most out of anyone. I kept on passing him every time I would go through the through the lines in the photo op area. And you were stalking him. And he, I mean, he had a consistent line of people. He was always looking down and signing and talking. I never saw him once look up. Um, unfortunately, I only saw Giancarlo. Once while I was exiting, I saw him signing. It was very interesting, though, the fact that it wasn't a traditional like autograph center because they had Ewan, Haley Atwell, and Simu in their own kind of cordon off area where they had a curtain in front of them so you can actually see them sign. So it was kind of one of those things like, are they really actually there? And then the, the photos on, on the internet started popping up with the photo ops and it was really cool to have it in San Antonio. I live about 30 minutes away. It was nice not to have to fly to California or Florida or New York or Chicago. I just drove to it. Like I said, parked in the special parking area and it seems like the press pass pretty much got me almost total access. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I, I took a little, uh, some pictures here. Um, the con's going to happen next year again, I found out. And uh, Bob Wills, of course, we had him on the podcast uh, where we spoke to him the entire podcast. They had a whole section of uh, uh, old school arcade pinball machines. You can see there Ghostbusters, contemporary pinball machines. Um, I played the Mandalorian pinball machine for a while. And of course, it is also a car show. So they had a lot of classic cars, a lot of newer cars. Nice. The Adam West Batmobile. You can see there uh, the Michael Keaton Batmobile. You can see my buddy Carl in the background. 
just and of course at every major comic-con uh that happens toy fair um convention the 501st which i am a part of uh usually has a presence and we had a very big presence a huge turnout i saw people there that i hadn't seen in years um and we have this really nice setup that we do um andrew in the 501st he custom built ewoks and the way they're set up and the way they disassemble is pretty cool and the 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 arms are movable I think the fingers are movable too. And he also made the babies. So this picture I'm about to put up, look in the bottom corners and you'll see the babies because you'll miss them otherwise. So I wasn't in, in my armor, but I took a picture. I took a photo op with the Ewoks. Here it is. <laughs> Did they blink? No, they don't blink, <laughs> but I think he's attempting to rectify that situation. So, Aww. so that's my good buddy Chris in the story. Well, he wants to be like George Lu- Lucas, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I want to cuddle the babies. They're so cute. It's really, really cute. They look yeah, pretty so- good too. That you are. I mean, oh yeah, oh yeah, man. They're they're spot on. They're really good. Um. And you notice uh, the Ewok on the right hand side is wearing a stormtrooper belt. They yeah. saw that. <laughs> little souvenir after he crushed one of their skulls yeah and this photo op's always a popular one when when the 501st brings it to a con it's it's always busy especially on saturday that was the big day lots of people but luckily the air conditioning didn't give out it was over 100 degrees here in san antonio and as soon as you got into the building luckily i was pressed i parked very close i didn't sweat before i got in there I was on the verge, but I got in. I just waved my press badge and they let me in. And I did kit out and I put on my a New Hope Tie Pilot. And of course, Carl was there. He was with me the first three days. And he's got an amazing scout trooper that looks great on him. Here's a picture of us <laughs> trooping together in nice. front of the 501st booth. And of course, he has the satchel that Jason Sudeikis wore when he was punching Grogu <laughs> in the satchel. So every now and then he would like give it a little punch and see if anyone saw him. Oh, so the yeah. first time I saw it, I'm like, you're going to die and no one will cry about it. <laughs> yeah. And there was a lot of celebrities, um, old, new. Um, and there was one celebrity that showed up that of course, um, a lot of people aren't, um, I thought everyone knew this guy and I kept on saying, Hey, I got a picture with this guy. And they're like, who, what, 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 what? say, say the name again. And I thought he was a whole lot more famous than I guess he actually is. But, uh, if you watch the NFL on Fox, like 10 years ago, he was like the main like comedian, but he's been on mad TV. I think he's been Every in these years. What's that? Was it Ari Spears or uh, uh, he was after Ari Spears, I believe. Uh, was Put up the picture. Let's see if any oh, of us recognize yeah. him. Frank Caliendo. <laughs> yep. I was gonna say has Frank Caliendo was there no, as a fan. <laughs> I went up to him and I said, "Hey, you got a photo op or an autograph booth or something?" He's like, "No, no, no. Let's just take it here." And then yeah. I put the pieces together. He was with his family, and he was like, "Do you know where the Batista photo op is?" <laughs> Oh, and everyone at home, take a shot. There's a Tanjiro in the background. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool, though. Did he do any voices for you? 
No, no, no. He was looking for Batista's photo op. So but that's all he was. He doing. was like walking around like frantically and stuff. And I'm like, aren't you just famous enough just to like get the thing done? I don't know. That's but uh, awesome. but he is he's hilarious. He's a lot like Josh Robert Thompson, who we've yeah. had on the podcast. He does so many excellent voices. He does George Bush. He does John Madden. He does Jim Rome. He used to do John Gooden a lot, but of course he got into trouble. But um, and I got to give a big shout out, of course, to Bob Wills. He did the podcast, and I think him doing the podcast enabled me to get the press badges mm-hmm. because when I signed up to get the press badges there was a field asking how have we advertised for the car show and comic-con and i just simply put the youtube link for the podcast and bob will's face pops up right away so i think that's how i got him and i and i was working with a woman by the name of clarissa castaneda and she was awesome too she was she was a young lady and um, she gave, she immediately gave me her, her cell phone. She's like, okay, text me with whatever you need. I'm like, okay, I'll do that. Um, she had our badges in her in her backpack. She gave them to us. We didn't have to go to the front. Um, oh, wow. And yeah, she was really she was really cool. And it seemed like she had that type of personality where she could handle like a lot of stuff. She was dealing with another podcast. She was dealing with us. She got our badges. She was gonna walk us to the front, but then remembered she had our badges. And she's like, yeah, just text me. And she was gone. I was like, okay, well, let's see what happens. So I, I texted her that first day. That level. Yeah, I mean, you could tell that her mind was churning. And then she was she was zooming in and out of places. And so I texted her. I said, hey, can I get an interview with someone that's here? The first day, Ewan wasn't there. Giancarlo wasn't there. It was only Spencer. So I texted her. She said, yes, get over here right now. And me and Carl like zoomed right over there. That morning, our mics and our pod track to do uh, an on-set interview came in through Amazon. And we were able to do the interview. And I loaded it up on Patreon. I loaded it up on our YouTube page. But I got to meet uh, Spencer Wilding. Here's a picture of us. I spoke to him about five minutes. And she said it had, it had to be brief. It was towards the end of the day. And yeah, he's six foot seven. And I'm 5'11". So, yeah, he's he's a pretty big dude. And uh, the funny thing was, um, I think it was just protocol for people to, to be there just in case. I don't know. I mean, I'm just kind of a random podcaster in case something happens. But the guy's like a professional kickboxer, world champion in boxing. So I think he was pretty safe. So it was, Carl was holding the camera and I was doing the interview and uh, it, it he was a pretty nice guy. He um, he answered all my questions, and um, he was pretty charismatic. And he did a panel as well. And um, I got to sit all the way up at the front, and it was uh, he was pretty entertaining. I didn't realize that he's had a twenty year long career mm. in film, and uh, he started mentioning some of the stuff he's done, and he brought up the fact that he was. Uh, League of Shadows member number one, and he was the one that burnt down Wayne Manor in Batman Begins, I believe. So you see oh, his wow. face. And of course, you see him in Guardians of the Galaxy where he's yeah. wearing the headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, also, he was in Wrath of the Titans. Um, but he's done a lot of stuff. And the funny thing is, Kevin, the moderator, who um, I hung out with a, a little bit, um, he does frequent other podcasts as well. He might end up 
doing our podcast, but uh, I spoke to him just about every single day I was there. And um, he was actually trying to get like scoops and stuff from all the celebrities. And um, he knew that he, that Spencer Wilding was going to be in the toxic Avenger. And if you're familiar with that show or the cartoon, there's a really tall guy. He's basically the main character of that show. And I mean, I had that image in my head and I was looking at Spencer. I was like, wait a minute. I think he might actually play like the main guy, but he couldn't say anything. He said he couldn't say anything about the project at all. And um, right before the interview, Kevin was like, you need to ask him about the toxic Avenger. So I asked him in the interview. So if you see the interview, nothing related to star Wars, but I mean, it was funny, but he was just like super composed. And he gave like a, a company line and he said, yeah, I can't talk about that. And I was like, yeah, it was, it was a joke, man. But uh, don't don't kick me in the face. <laughs> so, so yeah, that went off great. Um, after that, of course, I tried to get more interviews. I, I texted Clarissa every single day. She gave me a response. It's it's it might happen. It might not happen for interviews. But eventually, towards the end of the day, photo op times are getting pushed back. Autograph times are getting pushed back. And it always got to the point where the talent had to pretty much leave. And um, I wasn't able to get any more interviews, but I was able to get a photo op with Ewan <laughs> right at the last second. I joined the last group. And in Anaheim, when I got the photo op, they basically almost strip you naked. and Which you appreciated, of course. <laughs> But in yeah, San Antonio, you are all... I, I was fully clothed. And I had my <laughs> cell phone on me. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to turn on my voice memo app and just leave it running. So I just threw it in my pocket. And I recorded the whole conversation. I'll put that up on Patreon. It was very short, very brief. It was essentially the same conversation I had in Anaheim. I said, hey, my name's David. I'm with the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. He said, oh, hey, nice. And my sister-in-law was with me. She was... She's a big fan too. And uh, he talked to her and we took the photo and I asked him, Hey, you and come on the podcast. Okay. And he's like, Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> so uh, we have a full commitment from you and McGregor. Now yes. He to said, yes. Did he not recognize you from, uh... <laughs> can we hear security being called at the end of the recording? <laughs> <laughs> well, security did grab me. Actually, they pulled oh, me great. out. Because they saw me trying to have a conversation with you, and so they were like, "This way, sir." And I was like, "Yeah, I got my podcast name on my shirt, and I, I probably need to leave and be able to come back to these things." So he did a panel with Rupert Friend, and it was held in one of the oldest venues in San Antonio, the Freeman Coliseum. Nice. And apparently, Elvis played there. Um, Willie Nelson's played there, of course. So many bands. But um, we got there early. I got to sit in front. And what do you know? Spencer Wilding shows up. And uh, my <laughs> sister-in-law took a picture of him. She was trying to sneak a photo of him. And then he turns around and he saw what was happening. And then he gave the thumbs up and he was drinking a Coke. And um, Like, yeah, I think that sneak operation failed miserably, <laughs> judging by his reaction. Let's just see. How, look how big the soda can is. And is it like, he's yeah. like, <laughs> like this guy is huge. Just yeah. want to throw that out there. Yeah, he, he played Darth Vader in Rogue One. So, 
yeah, he was a pretty, pretty big guy. I hate to say it, just looking at that, I probably would have assumed at first that was one of those mini Coke cans. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yeah, he was a pretty big guy. Well, how was the uh, Ewan uh, panel? How, how did that one go? Um, so I told you and Colin there was a slight chance of me being up on stage with Ewan to make him an honorary member of the 501st. So I wasn't notified at all, but 501st members marched on stage. And I was like, okay, they're going to do it. Cool. I'm doing my podcast thing. They'll do the 501st thing. And they just, they simply stood up there on, on the right side. And the Sabre Guild people who did kind of a little demo for us, they were on stage fighting each other. There's a hmm. picture there of them. And they did a really good job. They had someone actually reading from from uh from one of the books from the last jedi craig's favorite film and the fact that it, so many of them have color coordinated lightsabers is too freaking cute that's pretty awesome yeah and i met most of them afterwards and i'll, I'll talk about that in a bit but yeah they did a little presentation five of her showed up saber guild showed up and the moderator showed up and right away ladies and gentlemen ewan mcgregor and rupert friend they got on stage he's right in front of me um there was a moment where he looked right at me, like right. In, I could tell. I swear it happened. He looked right into my eyes and he smiled. And then and, he's security. <laughs> I'll see. And, yeah, there he is, right there. Yeah. Yeah, he's looking right at me. And uh, his shirt is epic. He's got Alec Guinness from A New Hope, and it says "Hello mm. there." The first That's words funny. uttered by Alec Guinness, and uh, he's still so gorgeous. <laughs> and I filled the entire panel. Uh, unfortunately, the app malfunctioned on my phone and my phone i think overheated it stopped recording but my sister-in-law who took the picture with me she recorded the whole thing so she's gonna send me those files and of course like i said we we took the photo op together and here we are mm-hmm. and yeah i got to uh, return the favor and put my hand on ewan's shoulder like he did for me in anaheim what's so, that tattooed on his arm it looks like it's a scarf and then it says scarf. <laughs> I get the feeling there's a private joke there that we're not privy to. Probably. That's so, so, yeah. I mean, it's almost like second nature running into Ewan McGregor now for me. I've, I've seen him. Like best friends already. I can't <laughs> believe I've seen him so many times now. I got his autograph. I did a photo op. And then he walked out randomly on stage at Star Wars Celebration. Um, and then now in San Antonio, I saw him on stage again, and then I did the photo op with him, and it was uh, it was pretty cool to hear him talk. And um, like I said, I recorded the panel for Spencer Wilding, and I recorded the entire panel, or my sister-in-law has the entire video. I have pieces of it on my phone, but I'll upload that to Patreon first, and then I'll share it on our YouTube page. Nice. And um, yeah, it was fantastic, a fantastic experience. Ask- about uh, a season two of Kenobi. Yes. So the moderator, Kevin, straight out asked him without straight out asking him, I know you can't talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi season two, or can you? And he said, truthfully, I'm I'm thinking that there is going to be something, but no one has approached me yet. And of course, we talked about on the podcast that the streaming numbers are just massive for that show. Probably worried he's about, if he says anything, he's going to jinx it and we're going to get a Warner Brothers over on Disney. Yeah. 
don't get me started on that. (laughs) I mean, I think that maybe they're just trying to figure out that they can do a story that warrants a a second season. Mm. Um, Because it's tough, you know. You think of this character looking over Luke and, you know, you know he couldn't fight Vader again. Yeah, Yeah, it's like, so what can you do with the second season? I mean, you'd have to have him interact with more characters from, like, Rebels or something yeah yeah i think there's a way to do it i mean you don't have to have them interact you can have parallel storylines that we can just kind of keep up with the ongoing timeline up until a new hope i think you can do that it's tough it would be really funny though it's like hey someone's in trouble he's like i got this luke cool all right i'll be back and then he goes and does another adventure you know what i mean It, it just seems it would just be the kind of the plot of the first season minus Leia, but he would have to go somewhere to do something else. Leave yeah. Tatooine, leave Luke behind. <laughs> and it's cool, but that's really kind of the only thing that Obi-Wan Kenobi could do in a season two, which if I'm wrong, I hope I'm wrong, but my little brain thinking that's kind of, I think he could do a whole lot of stuff. I honestly, I, I don't think it's even that hard to, to do a season two. Uh, it's, it's not that it's hard. It's that it's can you make it epic? Yeah. 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 Can you have it live up to what we got in the first season? Bring Which Liam Neeson back. Bring in Natalie Portman for flashbacks and nightmares and dreams it's, for Vader. Really and have them world. both in a in a parallel like storyline. They don't have to meet up. I mean Yeah, yeah. I mean you could I, do I a Vader thought. show and still have Obi Wan in it and they just never meet and we just see his story, his continued story. It's that easy, and it's going to happen. I wouldn't mind saying I, – I won't say no to more Hayden Christensen if we get a season two. He showed that yeah. he's st- – I have never held the you know problems with the prequels against Hayden Christensen. If you've seen him in other movies, you know he's a good actor. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. For sure. I got it. I, I like, were, there oh, were a couple of scenes where he's kind of like – you know what I mean? It's, it's, a little, it's a little tough, but you know, it's all. But not- is it his fault? I mean, look at some of the dialogue that Samuel L. Jackson as Mace Windu had to deliver and how bad some of that was. It's like, you, you don't hold that against Samuel L. Jackson. He's one of the greatest actors we have. But you hear some of the dialogue he says, like a Sith Lord. It's like, no, no one is going to sell that. I like how he says Lord. Yeah. I think I just figured out how to do a season two or how to do a Darth Vader series. You do it just like you did the book of Boba Fett. You have a Darth Vader uh, four episode arc. <laughs> episode five and six switches completely to Obi-Wan Kenobi. And it's amazing. And then the last episode is back to Darth Vader. And it's, and it's like, oh, okay, here we go. That's how you do it. So Obi-Wan season two is basically the book of Darth Vader. Yes. Okay, and it's got to work. I could see it, but no, I, 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 you know, David, David has the idea that it could work. I'm going to trust that David's idea could actually become something. So we're going to say, yeah, it could work. But for me personally, I don't think it would. They could, I don't know, make it as epic as the first season was. That's just me, though. Yeah, it it could be way more epic. I think that last moment, they're not, they're not probably going to top that. I mean, Vader can continue hunting Jedi. Yeah, but we're talking... But we need something with Kenobi. We need a cool finale Kenobi's going to be learning 
to become a force ghost with Liam Neeson. And That's whatever cool. adventure happens and Tom I mean that shows up. Yeah, that's a possibility. The... There's, there's other. You know, it'd be cool if if Yoda went to Dagobah to see Yoda. Yeah, if Obi Wan, yeah, yeah, to yeah. I got they, the puppet. If they were training together on da- Dagobah, that'd be pretty sick. And yeah. maybe something cool happens with the cave. It writes itself, Craig. I mean, really. You just, you just yeah. That, I was gonna say it is true that uh, Obi Wan never did do the trials. He never did the test of the spirit. He was given an honorary graduation for killing, killing Darth Maul. Hmm. I just want to see Obi Wan and Yoda talking again. I think, and arguing about Luke and Leia, I think would be the like some of the best dialogue ever. Yeah, well, how they came to the decision yep. to go with Luke instead of pursuing yes. Leia. I know it's not canon, but from a certain point of view, the books, um, there is the dialogue where Obi-Wan is uh, telling Yoda, I am, I'm going to bring you an apprentice. And Yoda is like, I'm, I'm, I will be honored to train her. And he's like, no, not her, the boy. And he's like, no, I'm not going to train the boy. Because the boy, he's not ready. She's ready. Or the boy's ready. too like his father. And also he said that. And, and so that type of dialogue in a season two of Kenobi, I think a lot of people would be really surprised to hear. And I, I, that kind of, I don't know. Now that Craig, <laughs> I, it, it should happen. That's it. That's season two right there. Just the adventures of Obi Wan, Yoda, and Qui Gon. Of course, I think it's just one of those things where it's like you got to be careful not to do too much because Obi Wan's story is kind of like written, mm-hmm. and yeah, true, true. You don't want to overdo it. That it's like so much Obi Wan that it's like, you know what I mean? It kind of takes away from uh, him being in hiding and. You know what I mean? So if they if they could do a really good story, I'd be behind it. But I just I just don't want them to overdo it. Yeah, David disagrees. That's reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to go back to this comment from Metallica twenty nine. So this person said they saw me in the front row at Ewan's Q and A. What a great oh, time! Nice. You should have approached me. I mean, I had merch on me. I had coins and pins. And... Oh, that's but. That's they bring up a real kind of funny part. Uh, so they didn't have, well, they had an open mic set up for Spencer Wilding, uh, but they also passed out question cards. So you could write a question for Spencer and you and, and Rupert. So the first panel that I went to was Spencer's and I wrote two questions and the moderator basically made six questions out of it and they all got answered. And I was like, okay, okay cool. That's a cool experience. I'll do that for Ewan and Rupert. So one of the things that I kind of came up with that I wanted to know what the answer was because Ewan hadn't addressed it yet. Uh, He was asked a question by Jimmy Kimmel what he did for May 4th during the filming of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he said, oh, actually, we did something really special, but I can't talk about it until after the show airs. So that was my question. What did he do? What did he see during the filming of Obi-Wan Kenobi on May 4th? So Kevin, the moderator, asked him the question. And Ewan's like, um, I don't know what you're talking about. It wasn't me. <laughs> so Kevin looks at me in the front row. And he's like, dude. <laughs> and he's oh. like, okay, whatever with that question. And he moved on. And I was like, Ewan just, I mean... He just drew a blank, you know. But if you go out, the YouTube video is out there where he talks about his special May 4th. So it's out there. It was a legitimate question. 
I just want to defend myself. Like, I, yeah. <clears throat> either he forgot or he probably just forgot, right? I think he forgot. But see, I think what happened was he filmed the very first scene with his daughter in Obi-Wan Kenobi. That was the special uh, thing that happened. That That's just my kind of educated guess. So. That's yeah. Right now. We're yeah, so, yeah, so Metallica 29 was saying that was hilarious. And it got a big laugh from everyone because I like stumped them, you know? And the moderator had to like pivot away from that question. It was just like a dead on arrival type of question and answer. But uh, you should, uh, you should uh, post that video of him talking about that. Yeah. And like put it on Twitter, Facebook, and be like, hey, this is what I was talking about. I'm not crazy. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, I had total confidence in that question. Oh, and sure. What I'm going to do is I'm going to post the question being asked to Ewan and then post the clip from Kimmel there and is. then put it up on our TikTok and yeah, all that... other stuff. There it so, is. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. But yeah, Metallica, 29, you should have you should have come up to me. But yeah, there's there's so many people there. Um nice. And uh yeah, it was it was a glorious time and just to see him again in person. And he did talk a lot about a lot of other things as well. And... Moulin Rouge. <laughs> well, the moderator said, "Hey, you and have you ever been in a musical?" And then he's like, "Wait a minute." He's like, uh, "Yeah, other than Moulin Rouge." <laughs> oh wow, he's been yeah. in several oh, musicals. But yeah, uh, yeah he said he would like to be in a musical if possible. Another musical. Him and Rupert Friend both said they're up for doing more stuff in the musical genre. Can we but... request next musical? No French accent. <laughs> oh yeah that's right beauty and the beast <laughs> yeah. i forgot about that yeah wasn't that bad he play, played lumiere, lumiere. Right? yeah yeah i remember what hearing him sing and it was like okay i know ewan can sing because you know i was in high school when i'm sorry are we being interrupted <laughs> <laughs> oh but yeah i remember listening to him sing as lumiere i'm like a Scotsman doing a French accent. Who thought this was a good idea? Well, he was married to a French woman for like 20 years. So Yeah, and I'm married to a off. Romanian and I my and I don't sound anything like a Romanian. So there's your, you know. Really? I thought you were Romanian with your accent. <laughs> uh, speaking of Ewan, McGreg- Ewan McGregor's current wife. She's in Ahsoka. Is that correct? She's yes, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. He did. He said her name for the first time in in a panel slash interview setting. So that was kind of interesting. Ooh. And I think they're really serious about this. I'm just yeah. I always thought maybe I should congratulate him on his wedding and his new baby with Mary Elizabeth Winstead, but uh, it always slips my mind because just to be in the presence of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan. The yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi, yeah. So, yeah, that was my last four days. It was fun. It was awesome. Um, I'm going to go back again. We might have a booth next time. We might fly James down. Craig oh, might fly that. down. And we can have a nice little contingent of... And Alexis, you're invited. But, of course, I don't think you like Texas as much. But uh, <laughs> I don't mind Texas. I mean, I did do the Greater Austin Comic Con in Texas, and that is actually one of our best shows. I love working that event. I cannot talk highly enough about it. Okay. Plus, yeah. I got to watch uh, Billy D. Williams uh, 
interview on the big screen while I was working down there. Okay. And that was recently, right? Yeah. Uh, that oh, okay. was uh, last month. Okay. Yeah. You were pretty close to me then. I, I was on the verge of going to that one, but I didn't. But uh, yeah, weekend yeah. in Austin and a week in Houston. Nice. Can we talk about Andor getting pushed back? <laughs> if if we were a week ago, Craig, yes, we could. But we already covered that. So well, yeah, we, moving we on. Know. No, what what what's your thoughts on that, Craig? Well, oh, here we go. What, are they still working on the show? Is that no, what? no, I'm, the show's complete. It's done. They're doing it because of scheduling, because you have Rings of Power coming out, you got She-Hulk coming out, you got House of Dragons coming out. So now they've actually moved She-Hulk to a Thursday premiere. So you'll have an Andor release, a She-Hulk release, a House of Dragons release, and Rings of Power release. That's pretty cool. So they'll all be on different nights. That's crazy. Uh, The nerds' heads are going to explode. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Can you even met? We've reached a point where the streaming, like, they have to schedule them now. Because back in the day, you could just release the, whatever on whatever date, and you were fine. But, but now, now they're, you, yeah, now it's like, nope, we can't release that. That's the same night as Sandman, and we don't want, there's a sh- I haven't Sandman. watched Sandman yet. Yeah. I have to watch it. I've got to do a show on it. I think it's crazy that streaming have, has gotten that this far, that they have to actually say, on this date, this is coming out, because the next day, this is coming out, so... Wow. it's just like being back like in the old days of like old, old days, days of broadcast which is still going on but you still have to be devolving. careful it's like do we want to put this show up against this show or do we want to put it up against this show and if you go to friday night it's over right that was how that was the unwritten rule right friday night you, you couldn't compete with friday anybody. night yeah but friday night is golden for streamers yes you can get a friday night streaming release that's what you want if you got a friday broadcast release you were dead in the water yep, you were wow. dead in the water yep I know there's a lot of younger people listening to us going like, what are they talking about? I'm just kidding. So, all right. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're old. <laughs> We're going to get 12 episodes this year. Is that? Yes, that 12 episodes will be a one full continuous storyline year for Andor. The next season will be every three episodes will be a year leading up to the events of Rogue One. Okay. So that's interesting. Okay. So by the time this show ends, we'll be I would guess pretty close to seeing Mando season three. Uh, uh, the show is going to end the week of Thanksgiving for Andor, I believe. Oh, what? and Bad, ba- Bad Batch supposed to be in the summer. Bad, Bad Batch ba- is supposed to drop happening. September twenty eighth. There's a show I can't believe got picked up again. You didn't like? I didn't it. I no, not that. that I didn't like it. I just didn't think it had a big enough uh, following or response to warrant a second season. At celebration, the panel was full of people. Okay. I've, I've been wrong about trailer. other stuff before. People were screaming yeah. when they dropped that trailer. Yeah. I was like, I, I'm I will say at the, at the Comic Con scene, I would say that has had the least amount of impact compared mm-hmm. to other Star Wars properties. Okay. And, and it is surprising that it's still being kept at the September 28th release date. Yes. They should probably push that to December. Don't give and- them any ideas, David. We want more. <laughs> not- <laughs> yeah, I want to be able to watch. Andor, and then go and watch, you know, Bad Batch, like right, right away. Like that's what I want. But um, it, it's it is kind of crazy to think that Bad Batch is going to finish the year for Lucasfilm, pretty much, because there's nothing after Bad Batch, and then we're going to have that kind of like. There is something scenario. after Bad Batch. Yeah, but I'm saying not until February, and then we okay. get Mando. What so, Mandalorian? Yep, Mandalorian season three is right February. after Bad Batch. They pushed it to February. It was always February. Oh. It's been February for a while. 
I should say. I, I, it has been February since before celebration. We're probably going to get some more announcements here within the next month. Don't forget, first weekend, or no, second weekend of September is the D23 Expo, and they always do right. big right. announcements for all their properties then. Yep. D- I, I really hope Kathleen Kennedy comes out and she's like, okay, so this didn't work, this didn't work, but this is all this is also going to work behind us. Like, hopefully, she addresses Taika's movie. You know, hopefully, we finally get what's happening with that one, and then uh, release dates for the Acolyte. Uh, probably, we'll get that. We'll get that date at least, and uh, maybe uh, like one of those. Uh, what am I trying to say? Like the concept art, you know, something just like, mm-hmm. hey, look at this. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm more looking forward to what she's going to say about if Taika Waititi's movie, like when that's going to be happening. I think he's still in the early writing stages of that. Yeah, but he's supposed to, according to things, that thing's supposed to come out, what, the end of next year? Like, the end of 2023? Speaking yeah. of uh, concept art, uh, not exactly Star Wars Royal, but still uh, D- uh Disney related, such to Marvel. Did you guys see the concept art for uh, Modoc? Yeah, I saw it. It's, I it's thought it was weird. No, yeah, fans are not reacting well to that. I thought it was like uh, proven to be fake, though. Was it not that it was fan art? If it's fake, I haven't seen a confirmation. Uh, from what I've heard, though, the idea is that this character is going to be wearing a mask when they first encounter him in the quantum realm. Oh, okay. Realm. If he has a mask on, then they so, reveal an actual fleshy face. The rumor is that he's going to take the mask off and we're going to recognize who's playing him. To which I said, as long as Pat Oswald's voice doesn't come out of that thing, I'm fine. <laughs> Yeah, because I think it's technically supposed to be like Corey Stahl, right? I, that is the rumor I've been yeah. hearing. That's the rumor. Yeah. And considering how Stoll's character really got the shaft, I would say, from the first anime movie, because they just gave us another version of Ironmonger with that, I would mm-hmm. be more than happy to have him take over as Modok. Yeah. Well, moving on to Andor news. I know we just spoke a little bit about it. Uh, apparently... Um, since Craig mentioned the pushback to September 21st, and we kind of explained why they probably did that, um, press media who have, um, the ability to get screeners have gotten screeners. So there's people out there in the world walking the planet that have seen the first four episodes of Andor. And, uh, according to Bespin Bulletin, uh, they gave a lengthy review here, and I'll read uh, some of it here. Um, on BespinBulletin.com, they, they report, and these are kind of light spoilers. I mean, this is the opinion of a media member, so I guess take it with a grain of salt. I mean, it, might, it could be not legit, but according to the website, they've talked about other shows that they've gotten screeners for, and they've come to fruition, so... Um, Something called Reset Era, uh, the user is Ramallah, took uh, to the forum to give their brief thoughts on the first four episodes of the upcoming Rogue One spinoff series. The user has previously shared early reactions to TV shows in the past, so they have credit. Um, So the person said, I've seen the first four episodes, and it's most serious. It's the most serious grounded thing Star Wars has ever done to this person. It feels more like an English made espionage thriller than star wars it is totally unconcerned with giving you fan service moments 
and instead it wants you to delve into what it's like for the bit players in the universe to wake up every morning and go about their day. This is not a space opera. It's more space drama. It's slow, deliberate, complex for Star Wars and asks the viewers to do some work. It actually humanizes roles that are traditionally cartoon evil in the Star Wars universe. It's attempting to tell a grown-up story, and I think a lot of fans are going to hate it. Both Gilroy's presence is all over the thing. It's It's got that cinema verite vibe that the core Bourne movies have going for them. Puts you in the world like never before. Whether the world can hold up to that level of scrutiny is up for debate, but it is fascinating. The user also added, in response to the comment that they believe a three-episode premiere for the series was needed as the three episodes served an entire story arc and compared it to a movie. Further on in the thread, the user praised the writing as the heroes can act like villains and vice versa, which I love that. Uh, On the subject of characters, the user referred to the titular character as the least interesting when compared to Mon Mothma and Stellan Skarsgård's Luthen Rail. I really first actor in uh, uh, what was that? show that he was in the miniseries uh, Chernobyl. I really liked him a lot in Chernobyl. Did you guys see Chernobyl? I didn't, but I know it's like critically You have. I couldn't watch it because of the scene with the dogs. It was incredible. And he was great in it, so I'm looking forward to seeing him. Yeah, so Luthen and Mon Mothma are definitely the Rebel MVPs. Andor is probably the least interesting character, of course, because it's like his origin story. Um, but then they've got a long way to go to get them into uh, the meeting in Rogue One. There's uh, much more interesting characterization going on on the Imperial side of things. And let me tell you, it is fascinating to me. I kind of wish we got a whole show about that. Ooh. Uh, I personally find users' comments unsurprising given what I've personally heard on the series over recent weeks, months, and years, but it's still exciting to hear that the series is shaping up to be what I expected and hope it would be. And hearing uh, that the series has a slow pace and complex characters and storytelling and that it's not concerned with fan service moments is great. Um, This is just a website talking about it, but yeah, this this is pretty much, I think, exactly what we were kind of expecting. So. It seems like it's. I, I, I'm excited for Andor. I don't. I know a lot of people aren't for whatever reason. For me, I've always kind of been excited about it. Yeah, I think after that last trailer, the momentum is surely building with fans, and there's a lot of goodwill towards Andor, and everyone's kind of back in the mode of okay, well, we're going to get something huge, and it seems like people have jumped and are. It's now on everyone's radar that okay, we're going to get a big Star Wars thing. Looks like they invested a lot of money. Gilroy has talked about not using the volume, going old school, going on location. It looks great in the trailer. And we're going to get something that's probably going to go down. And it's funny that, I mean, Rogue One is considered widely as the best thing that Disney has done. And now it looks like we're going to get Rogue One the series. So I'm excited. Well, it was really interesting was he said, I he says, I can, I know, I know a, a lot of Star Wars fans are not going to like it. Um, right. And I, I'm thinking, I'm like, OK, so is it is it because they're not going to get the fan service? Is it because all those all those people online going like Kenobi was advertised as of Anakin and oh, and Obi-Wan? And we haven't got any of that this whole show. And people hated it because it wasn't that it wasn't the fan service. So I I personally am hoping 
that this is 100% correct, that it's no fan service, that we're literally just getting a, a new story, new characters, and we're just going to go. And it, from the trailers and from all of this, uh, from this review, I think I think we're going to get something quite special with Star Wars, something we haven't really seen in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And that makes me that makes me really excited. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I like where they're doing this in the timeline. I think it's going to be interesting. It's uh, I think it's really cool to go deeper into like the Empire. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to see where they go with it. I mean, it sounds like an interesting take. And I'm certainly going to give it a, ch- a chance, you know. Um, I, I, you know, it's it's so odd to me, like the negativity towards so much of Star Wars stuff. I mean, um, not the podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes sense to me. The negativity <laughs> that he goes. That's the only thing that makes sense is how <laughs> how much people do not like this podcast. But like Obi Wan, people were complaining about Obi Wan, and I I just thought it was a really solid show. Yeah, I liked it. I, I I saw somebody quote the other day. They were like, "I didn't like that Obi Wan was, you know, he ran away from Darth Vader. Why would he run away from Darth Vader?" And I was like, "Did you watch?" Because the they're first... both alive in Episode Four. I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, but no, no, they met like at the beginning in the, in the first episode. duel." Yeah, when they first meet each other, they were like, "I can't believe he ran." And I'm like, "Did you watch the rest of the show, or do you understand? He starts this way, and then he's gonna." Grow and then but he also it. ran away because he was trying to distract them from Leia, so Leia could get away. Exactly, mm. but people were complaining. They didn't catch that. Kenobi would never do that. But it's it also was- the fact that he thought Anakin was dead. I mean, he was basically told, "Oh yeah, he's still alive." Obi Wan's panicking. He's terrified. <laughs> I thought, as I any thought human being was- would be. Yeah, I thought that I, was a great show. I think you, yeah, I mean, I think he was scared in that moment, but I think it was like also his main focus was he says up to uh, what was the girl's name? He's like, I got it. I'm going to distract him so he can get away. And so I think that's why he kept stalling. I think it was like a stall tactic. Mm-hmm. And then he finally had to kind of and confront kept him, draw them away so Leia could get off the planet. Yeah, I think of that fan edit that got pulled down and then put back up and then pulled down and then put back up. Um, there was um, that edit added Qui-Gon's voice. You must train the boy. He is a chosen one. He hears that and then he runs off in the edit. So there's another avenue that you can look at it. But what you said, Craig, I mean, that's dead on. I mean, it was it was a diversion. I mean, Leia was there. I mean, you got to keep her in mind. And yeah, that's yeah, the main reason. Yeah, he, he kept just going further and further away to just get give her time. Yeah, fans sometimes they don't realize it, but it's like they didn't they they didn't take the time to think about the scenario and the situation how it fits. And I spoke about it with a couple people at the Comic Con in San Antonio that Lucasfilm has like an army of people that make sure stuff fits in canon and stuff works. So I'm never worried about breaking canon. They're always going to stay within canon. I might not understand it on the surface, but if you just simply think about it or just wait, you'll get the answers from whatever interview or book that happens, and you can kind of see. I mean, there's there's not there wasn't really a plan for the sequel, so to speak, but the story group makes sure that it fits. And it's in canon, so I'm never worried about that. 
And, you know, I, I know a lot of people, whenever Leia first meet, met Obi-Wan, they were like, oh, they messed up the canon immediately. And I'm like, no, they didn't. <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's it's over. Like they, Their like, own head canon, yes, that messed that up. But... I, was like, I was like, there's literally no, I was like, there's literally nothing wrong with this happening. And I, I, I just found that really funny how people, I don't know, they, they were like, I, something so obvious, like you think Disney would just be like, no, no one will know. It's like, well, oh, there's, there's still people. Who, I would say there's still people who are holding on to the books and everything from the extended universe over oh, the last thirty years and refusing to let that go. I think we all know at least one person who swears that, you know, the story arc with the Han and Leia having their own twin kids and one of them being a Jedi and one of them being a Sith, and it's like that's the real way it worked out. It's like just. <laughs> They're not worth arguing with. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. So simultaneously with the superhero car show and Comic-Con, C2E2 was happening in Chicago. And there was a big Star Wars presence. Wait, by the way, C2E2? <laughs> Isn't that what it's called? It is. It's one of the biggest yeah. conventions in the Midwest. And like I mentioned before the show started, I've been trying to... The tables are ridiculous ridiculously expensive for vendors and artist alley is strictly print only so crafters like me we have to get vendor tables mm. a couple of years ago another vendor and i agreed to split a table uh she went to sell on both of our behalfs she got there they had oversold so they tried to put her in the print artist alley as a way of saying sorry and a lot of other artists threw a fit that a crafter was in the print artist alley and she basically said fine just refund our table and we'll leave because we didn't want to start a scene why would people care the, that's a avenue i'm not going to go down on there's not enough time on this show to discuss the pride of so many artists but why would you care if somebody like is a crafter or a artist you know what i mean i don't understand why would that be a big deal short version there is I don't want to say an animosity, but there is a stereotype for many artists that they look at the Comic-Con scene as a way to sell their comics, their prints. And then they look at people like me, who, and I'm a professional jewelry maker, but they look at me and they're like, you put beads on a string and you take our spot. So I've had, I have been told off by a handful of comic book artists who think that i don't belong there wow so. mm. well that's unfortunate mm -hmm. yeah so what happened besides these fights what else happened <laughs> um so yeah c2e2 there's a big presence uh vivian lyra blair the actress who played leia in obi-wan oh, yeah. kenobi she was there she signed autographs uh she looked like she was having a great time <laughs> um but rosario dawson was also there she was taking pictures. I have a picture with a, a random fan here. And um, she's, she's, there's no plexiglass, no mask. She's hugging people, which yeah, is she's great. She's got a great smile. Yeah, she's fantastic. I've loved her since Men in Black 2. And she did a panel where she basically said, I shouldn't tell you this, but I'm going to say it anyways. Dave Filoni watched an episode of Ahsoka, and I saw him come out the room. His eyes were very watery, and he turned to her and simply said, I think I just had a religious experience. And everyone in the crowd cheered, 
and wow. Ahsoka will premiere right after the Mandalorian season three. And this is going to be the ultimate live action Filoni show. It's, I think they gave him like carte blanche to do anything he wanted. And he's doing the story that he's always wanted to do in live action. And we're getting, we're getting the team back, the, the, the band back together from rebels. It seems like, and again, we saw Hera, the back of Hera, you know, we're getting Sabine. So that's going to lead. Yeah. to chopper came out on stage. So yeah. So we'll probably him in Thrawn in it. Mm-hmm. Thrawn's probably going to be their first live action appearance, probably, possibly. I don't know. He might be in Mando season three. I don't know. It all connects. Do you guys think we'll have Luke in can in Ahsoka? Yeah, I I could see maybe how Ahsoka was to Luke in the Book of Boba Fett. We're gonna get that with Luke to Ahsoka. Like he's gonna show up for just maybe an episode for a few minutes, and he's gonna leave. Like I think she's gonna go to him. For something, and then that's it. Like I don't think we're gonna. But... This is what I think. This is a little stereotypical, a little cliche, but maybe Luke shows up in that climactic event that Kathleen Kennedy talked about. Maybe a film, but we see Luke really going crazy with the green lightsaber at some point. At some at some point in a major battle or something. But to know that it seems like we're gonna get live action Rebels, Chopper. The space whales, who knows, whatever. Um, I wonder yeah. how the audiences are going to take that. <laughs> but if we even what, get them at all, yeah. The chiss. What was really great at uh, Celebration uh, when he did the um, Tales of the Jedi panel afterwards. But you attended, right? That I attended, and it was awesome. It was so cool. Um, after somebody in the crowd asked, Where's Ezra? Really <laughs> loud. Everybody started clapping and yelling. And he was like, Well, He's like, no, where's Ezra? That's what they ask. Where's Ezra? And they're like, everybody's all yelling. And he goes like, it's okay. He goes, here's the thing that I, I know where he is. <laughs> that's what Dave Filoni. He was like, I know where he is. And that's all y'all need to know. Like, I know what's happening. So <laughs> I was like, oh, man. But the way he said that with that smile on his face, like, I know so many things that y'all can't even imagine that's about to happen you know so it was so cool well speaking of tales of the jedi there's a leaked picture that's been going around of ahsoka at the funeral of padme um yeah like people it, we don't know if it's if it's if it's like real or not but it kind of looks like the same artwork from tales of the jedi and it's just a, a, a picture of her with her head down but you could see that it's ahsoka with a hood on and then and they're like that's at padme's uh, funeral so we may get that somewhere in tales of the jedi so that's uh, all. somebody on twitter that had a lot of leaks about the story mm. um and i it was about a week ago when i was reading through them all um and it was about uh well we know there's gonna be dooku right yeah we got pictures of dooku yeah and dooku. and there i i'll say i don't want to leak too much but basically mace windu and Dooku had some episodes together. Mm. That makes sense, though. I mean, yeah, it'd be a shame if they didn't do it. But I'm glad we get to see it. I'm glad we finally get to see yeah. some of this stuff uh, happening. Um, I wish I could tell you about that first episode of Tales. That I, I don't want to tell y'all, but it was it was really great. It was so good. And 
I don't know. It just made every, it made everybody cheer. Like that was how great it was. When did and when did that come out? That it should come out September. Like, <laughs> Everything's like, coming out in September. Like, I'm not even kidding. They were talking September, October for Tales of the Jedi. I'm yeah. thinking Bad Batch, Tales of the Jedi is getting pushed back to something. I think we might get a bridge all the way to Mandalorian season three now. Okay, that makes sense. That would be cool. I'm I'm, I'm okay with Christmas Day tells the Jedi. Like, Ooh, so that'd be great. That'd be great. And um, Lucasfilm needs to do that. Launch something on Christmas. I mean, come on. I mean, it's streaming. It's like they're giving us a Christmas present, you know? Well, aren't we getting our Christmas present from Marvel this year? Yeah, but that's Marvel. We're Star Wars. We want. Star I'm talking Wars. about Disney making sure that yeah. one of their properties isn't competing with another one of their properties. Right, right. And let's yeah, face, I mean, are, we are getting the James Gunn Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special this year, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Disney wants to make sure that nothing from Lucasfilm is going to compete with that. Yeah. Especially since we all know that Gunn is doing this specifically in an honorary form to the Star Wars holiday special, which he has confirmed right. he unironically enjoyed as a kid. So what is the big Disney release this Christmas? Uh, let me take a look. It was like Pinocchio or Black, something? Black Panther? No, that's Thanksgiving. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah you're right. What is the big the big thing? This yeah, year? because... I'm taking Star- a look. Yeah, because Star Wars um, could technically release oh, something. Avatar. Avatar 2. That's is that this one. Christmas? That's this Christmas. Avatar. Okay, well then it's Avatar. Okay. Okay, yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah James sense. Cameron's latest tech demonstration. <laughs> what? I'm not calling it a movie. That's what it is. So yeah, so Avatar and then Star Wars, Avatar, Star Wars, Avatar, Star Wars, in perpetuity, probably. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so. but all I know is going going back to. Um, Ahsoka, like it, I, I like you said, I think it's gonna be a, it's gonna be huge. It's gonna be massive. And I think I, Ahsoka is gonna jump several levels in fandom. Like people that had no idea who she was mm-hmm. are gonna be like, yeah, I've seen those those head tails on girls before. Even at the Comic Con in San Antonio, there was a, a lot of Ahsoka cosplay, and it, it's incredible to hear some people like, hey, who's your favorite Star Wars character? Ahsoka. And it's like, wow, that's that's amazing. Like this. Yeah. She, that's like, incredible. That's some people's favorite character of, of all time in Star Wars, and it, it's just exciting that we're going to be getting a whole, a whole show dedicated to that. Like I'm, I'm beyond excited. Uh, oh, speaking of like holiday special, the summer, the Star Wars summer, uh, uh, holiday whatever vacation thing came out. Did you watch it yet, David? Or no? Summer yeah. vacation. I haven't seen it yet. I know Colin was talking about it. He's seen it, and he'll probably. Break it down, give a thorough review on on Wednesday. Of it. It's 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 cute, all right. And it's one of those things that you're kind of like, it, it's fun to think about what happens after episode nine. Like that's right. what it is. It's like this little thing that happens, and um, you're gonna laugh. I'm I'm not gonna give anything away, but they they fly out and they land on the Halcyon, which which. <laughs> A buddy of mine messaged me. She was like, oh, I'm done. I'm not watching this. <laughs> I'm out. I was like, really? She's like, yeah. Like, why? I was like, it's Disney. They have to be like, ooh, look at this. This is the, the Halcyon. You can go on it at Disney World, you know? Um, but yeah, it's 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 fun. It's a, it's a fun show. I liked it. 
and it's on Disney Plus right now, right? Yeah, on Disney Plus. Okay. And uh, it's like I said, have fun. Nice, nice. What else we got? So yeah, anything else kind of drop while I was uh, doing the whole car show and Comic Con thing? Uh, nope. The I saw that review today from from Andor. Got me excited, and you saw it too. And that's I think that was like my big thing was going to be that, but then you talked about it. So hey, at least we we got it out there for people to listen to. Yep, September twenty first, it's dropping, and it's going to go all the way through almost December. So that should be a good time. And yeah, you guys are right. Uh, December sixteenth is when Avatar two comes out. So that's that's the big thing for Disney. And it's probably it's probably going to make bank like this thing's going to make so much money, and they know it. They know it. James Cameron knows it too. So, thanks Star Wars. Anything? I am not going to get on my rant about Avatar. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I I really have a thing against that movie. (laughs) You have a thing against the papyrus font. It was papyrus. Well, I am. My degree actually is in graphic design, so. Yeah, papyrus font <laughs> does need to burn in hell. But that's beside <laughs> the point. So you know, okay. Speaking of font and everything, um, one thing that kind of blew me away was the iconic Star Wars font. I don't know if this is true or not. The the opening, uh, this one. No, actually, no, wait, not this one. But hey, <laughs> pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, the opening Star Wars thing. Uh, apparently, Joe Johnston was the one who who did that. He designed he said, it. Yeah, they they said they gave it to him. And then he was like, okay, I'm going to go like this, and then I'm going to just stretch it, and then there we go. And I've downloaded that font. It's called, I think it's called A New Hope, if you That's get cool. it on uh, like wow. defont.com. That's awesome. And uh, there's something on Final Cut Pro 10 that you can create your own opening crawl. And I, want, I wanted to do that for it, because if you go on Patreon, hey, a little plug, uh, I, I do my uh, uh, um, Galaxy's Edge adventures, and I wanted to put one on there, just this opening crawl of my day leading up to going to galaxy's edge but it's like, I, I can't type anything that great <laughs> you so. ever seen the cosplayer dressed as the opening crawl she's wearing a black dress yes. and she actually is the yeah. opening crawl on yeah. it it's really cool i think uh, that dress was worn in chicago 2019 celebration yes i saw i yeah. saw her and i With felt her own really eyes weird. i felt really strange to be like can i get a picture of you <laughs> Of your dress, please. It, it was like, cosplayers can't... expect that kind of thing, but it's still yeah. polite of you to ask. Yes. yes. Um, sure. And then uh, what else? What else? Uh, but yeah, I've been enjoying going to Galaxy's Edge and and, and documenting some of my things I do there. So it's a lot. Yeah, of for sure. Galaxy's Edge Adventures. Um, uh, on one of our tiers, you'll get that video exclusive from James and Colin. Colin shot some a while back, but he's doing Zabak talk, and I have to upload those. But yeah, the the videos that James does, he's an editor. I mean, he's he knows what he's doing, yeah, and he takes you on an actual adventure through the park, eating, buying stuff. <laughs> Essentially, what you're gonna do if you go to yeah Galaxy's Edge. Oh, Galaxy's Edge ride was a lot of fun. I I got to jump ahead in the line because they got the singles. So if it's like if you don't care where you're at and you know where you're, where you sit on the ride, you can jump ahead. So. Yeah, only for a uh, Smuggler's Run, not for Rise of the Resistance, unfortunately. Yeah, Smuggler's Run, that was the one I did. A lot of people came up, used to come to me like, hey, can I get on the single rider? Like, back of the line. And uh, yeah, I went early in the morning. Yeah, you just watch the video. It's great. And I'm probably going to go again on Tuesday. uh, And I'll I'll record my adventure there as well. I may eat at Docking Bay 7, so you just don't see me eating a Ronto Rep. Because those Ronto Reps are... 
delicious. But uh, but yeah, I'll probably get like an actual meal there. But anyways, yeah, and I had no idea you could do breakfast Ronto wraps. Yeah, so you have that, to get there pretty cool. early, and uh, it's yeah. it's delicious. It looks it's it it tastes as great as it looked. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, the docking bay seven food tastes great too. I've done that mm-hmm. several times, and it's it's pretty good. It looks unique, but it's all pretty tasty, as well as the drinks that Oga's too. I had a drink there that was like, wow, it, it shouldn't taste as good as it does. And it's just like, but I think uh, Carl was looking up the ingredients and it's like Powerade and like citrus. <laughs> and it's like, what? And like, I wouldn't think to mix all that stuff up, but. Oh, my, my wife has the, um, the, the same, uh, no, not the cookbook, but actually she, no, she does have the cook, but she has the uh, the Sims game where you get to go to Galaxy's Edge. Oh wow! On Batu, on and then uh, you're able to create your characters. And so she was like, "Hey, help me create a character." And I looked, and I was like, "Those are the costumes from freaking like from the park." So I was able to like go like, "Oh, that's what I. Those are the pants I wore. Those are the, that's the shirt I wore." Nice. Wow. And, and then wild. she was like, "Oh, I can go to Oga's uh, Cantina." And sure enough, like you're able to like zoom in on the bar and like see the all the stuff there on the bar and everything and i was like this is pretty cool man she told me i need to plug it in one day and record her playing it so i can show people like this is i don't know it's really cool i miss galaxies had so much so you know, first time i got i w- walked underneath the millennium falcon took t- sent a picture to my parents and i'm like i'm in geek heaven this is it <laughs> this is geek heaven i am in heaven right now yeah, I was going to say, I, I've been frequently, even more frequently now, thinking about this whole kind of reality that we kind of live in on this podcast and being podcasters. It's like we can it's like we can touch a lot of the things that were untouchable when we were kids. And we, yeah. and we see them and we know them and we've been there and we've seen that person in person. And it's like we it's like we pierced the the veil or something it's, it's weird i mean like i saw you and i saw you and mcgregor today two times yeah, yeah today like right now yeah <laughs> you saw Ewan McGregor. yeah uh, and he was like 30 miles away from my house that's that's crazy it's it's I, so I, weird I, I used to work at a place where i can go outside and look at the millennium falcon for like an hour a day just stare at the ship yeah, yeah people would ask me questions but most of the time i was just looking at the millennium falcon. like it never got old looking at that ship yeah there's a picture of me the falcon yeah. from last year oh, awesome, awesome. Uh, fun, yeah. uh, fun story i almost twisted my ankle uh uh because okay colin don't get mad but you know sometimes after hours i'm able to walk around the millennium, like underneath the millennium falcon like right there and i walked behind it and i'm just looking up and there's like a little step and my and i stepped and my ankle almost twisted and i almost fell down and almost hurt myself really bad. And I was like, how could I explain that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> So what'd you do? Well, well you could explain it on the podcast, James. Exactly. And uh, it was so funny. But uh, but yeah, I, always, I would always walk up and just reenact Han Solo looking up at the Falcon for the first time from Solo. And just stand there and just look straight up and be like, this is freaking awesome. Um, I would tell you what's inside, but I'm, I don't want to get in trouble. So I don't want Colin to get mad. <laughs> But anyways, anywho, anyways, was that was that was that it for the day? Did we do? Did we yeah, do pretty much. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to tell people go out to Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, write a review. Uh, Instagram, we're on Star Wars Stuff Podcasts. Go ahead, James. Speaking of reviews, somebody actually wrote us an email, and they remember you, you sent it to us. Oh yeah, they, yeah. 
they were like, hey, it's cool to like listen to a podcast that more or less likes Star Wars and like doesn't trash on the sequel trilogy like a lot of these other podcasts and certain mm-hmm. somebody we know that's our nemesis, but we're not going to say who. Our nemesis. We don't have a nemesis. I don't know why I'll say that. I, it's just funny. I, I like it because Colin says it. Like Colin just really gets upset. But um, but yeah, it, 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 that's what we kind of were proud of ourselves. And we, I, I still do. I still am proud of the podcast that we are a, a very positive uh, Star Wars podcast. You know, and we, yeah, we all have different opinions, but in the end, we all love Star Wars. And so, just want to say, if you want to leave us a comment, please leave us a comment. They're always nice to hear. <laughs> Helps us kind of yeah, get this going. Definitely. Thank you for the email, Savannah. It, it was awesome to get, and uh, we do appreciate emails. And of course, you can always email us at starwarsstuffpodcast at gmail Yes, we are there. We read them. Um, a lot of a lot of these emails start off with, "I know you're never going to read this, but I just want to tell you." No, no, trust us, we are going to read it. All right. All trust me, we're read. not that big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What Alexis said. Yeah. What she said. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Email us at starstuffpodcast at gmail Check us out on Instagram. Check us out on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And also, like we said, subscribe to our Patreon. And also, you have a plug as well, right? For your art, for your uh, your jewelry. Yes. Uh, so, like I said, I'm a jewelry designer where I run Honeysuckle uh, Rose Creations, where fashion meets fandom at the intersection of geek and cheek. We do have a ton of Star Wars stuff. You can find us over on our Etsy shop. We're also on Handmade at Amazon. You can always find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I also am a frequent collaborator on the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network. It's another podcast show. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about Bullet Train, the latest movie that came out this weekend from uh, Brad Pitt. I'm actually going to go grab see a uh, matinee of that uh, tomorrow before we discuss it. Looking forward to it. Other than that, we also just discussed uh, DC League of Super Pets this last week. Had a lot of fun talking about that. Uh, we're getting ready to do our monthly trivia show. We unfortunately had to skip it last month because we got just a little too busy to schedule it. So... Uh, if you are interested in participating, go ahead and hit us up again. That's the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network. You can find us on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Let us know if you're interested in playing. So there you go, Mark. There's my shout out for the show. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, thank you very much. And yet yeah, there's the, the link right there on there. So you're on and we'll put the link in the show notes as well. Uh, but yes, thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back with another awesome topic. And may the force be with you. Always. Oh.